is the Making a Musical Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the development and execution of my new critically acclaimed musical, Good Morning, New York. It opens off-Broadway at the Players Theater January 9th, 2020, not 2019, 2020. Now, before off-Broadway, and even before off-off-Broadway, we did a performance at Feinstein's 54 Below. Everyone asks how we did it, so I'm bringing in the experts to talk about how it's done. Alexa Spiegel joins me now. Hello. Hello. Welcome on the podcast. We are at Anchor FM, right in the heart of Midtown. Free studio space, everybody. Free studio space. Rare thing to find. They're one of our sponsors. All right, so let's just go on in because everyone asks me how I got 54 Below for such a new show. This yeah. is before we even opened. So before we start, A, how do you pronounce it? And then B, uh, what is it? Um, what's 54 Below? Yeah. So it's Feinstein's 54 Below or Feinstein's slash 54 Below, if you feel like including the slash. Um, and it is a cabaret venue. Um, I would say most of our programming is Broadway, but not exclusively. Um, yeah. Right. And it's probably one of the biggest in the city. Everyone dreams of going to 54 <laughs> Below and performing there. So let's talk about the opportunities that you guys have for maybe, obviously, you know, Broadway stars got a big, got a big uh, opportunity there. But let's talk about people who are just trying to create a show. Uh, how can they, you help them? Yeah. Um, so we have a submissions email, which is booking at 54below.com. I run it. So feel free to email me. Um, and basically what happens from there is um, we have a template of uh, items that we need submitted before we can start um, evaluating show where it would fit, um, stuff like that. Um, so basically, someone just emails me, I send them the form, they send the info back, and that's how you get started. It's open to everyone. So how many people email a day, if you had to guess? Um, it really varies. Um, we've Sometimes it's only like one, sometimes uh. it's five. <laughs> okay. um, it really, truly varies. It's I guess it depends on the season. I'm not really sure. That's good because people probably think like, oh, I, I have no shot at going there because they probably get 100 emails a day. Yeah. But that's that's less than I thought, which yeah, is good. Yeah, well, but we also have people um, go through our programming director, um, Jennifer Tepper. So it just really depends on which avenue you go through. Um, yeah. So in that like submission packet, what exactly do they need? Do they need like previous performances or a script? What do you guys need? Yeah. From them? Well, what we mostly need, um, I can just run down from what I can remember off the top yeah. of my head. Um, yeah. Give it a go. So on our website, we have a, um, show description for each show. So we like to have that right off the bat to know, um, how it will fit into like our show, how we can market it, stuff like that. Um, we need a production photo along those lines to go into marketing, and then to give us some background on you, um, it's performance history, including date, uh, date, ticket price, and venue. Um, your preferred ticket price, because a lot of our contracts are ticket price based. So for every ticket price, there's an artist fee associated. It's like 35 has one, 50 has one, stuff like that. Um, what time slot and date you are aiming for. And if you have any following if you're not on broadway what's your social media following like do you have an e-blast uh what stuff like that so what if someone has nothing like let's say someone maybe has a script yeah um <laughs> i guess when how early can you apply to you guys that's the question yeah. in, the, in, the, in the development um i think it really would be as long as you have a show that is 60 to 75 minutes because um, that's the length of our show. Um, it could be at any process that you're, at, like any point in the development, as long as you have enough songs for 
60 to 75 See, minutes. <laughs> any point of development, that's, that's huge. Yeah, it doesn't have to be super polished. I mean, oh, wait, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, I was just saying, it doesn't have to be the finished product. I love it. Because things go on to do other things after they do things like this. <laughs> right, right. And I have a question about that. I guess I'll ask you now. Um, can people come back with the same show? Let's say they did it in development and they come back for like off-Broadway or something. Is that, do you guys do that? Yeah, I don't actually know if that's been done before. Um, we've definitely had encores of performances, but I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if anything has come back after like going from its inception or something like that to something bigger. I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, I'm not either. And, and here's a little hint for what we did for Good Morning New York because we didn't have, we had like uh, 12, 15 songs, but we didn't have enough to fill 60 minutes. <laughs> so what I did is I like scripted out like three to four minute um, intros to mm. the songs and I explained the songs in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but that's what we did. And we, <laughs> we made it to, I think we made it to like, we got, went five over the minimum, yeah. which was nice. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Okay, so let's go to uh, cost. So the application process, do people have to pay for that? No, no, no. You just just email me. <laughs> good. That's good. And uh, how, how many shows do you guys say no to? Um, we really try not to say no to any shows. Um, we do have different contracts for different shows. Um, a more established show might have a different contract than a less established show, but we do try to give everyone... Um, a slot, and also um, speaking to slots, if a show is seems like newer, maybe has a younger audience base, we try to put those at 1130s, um, just because those ticket prices are cheaper and they give more opportunities for people who might not be able to sell like a $50 7 o'clock, but we want to, you know, have slots for everyone. Right. And so when you say different contracts, is it like price contracts or is it like the split contract? Or what can you tell me about differences between new shows and, and yeah, established? Yeah. Um, if we, you're able to. Um, we definitely, well, we have, yeah. So basically, um, for the earlier slots, um, those are a straight ticket fee. This is all info that will be in, that I would send you if you were sending a template. Um, so it could be a flat fee if it's a really high ticket price, or if it's a good semi-high ticket price, it would be a fee with a percentage, um, after you sell 110, then anything above that, you get a percentage of those, um, ticket prices, and then for the eleven thirty, it's a fifty fifty split. Um, so that really just depends on all the things that I discussed. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. nice. Ours was eleven thirty. Just if you guys are interested, I'm sure you're probably like, "What in the world is Good Morning New York?" We're getting there. <laughs> We're thirteen months out from the players. Wow. Yeah. So if you're if you're wondering why I keep mentioning it, that's yeah, yeah. because we're coming at you. Uh, all right. So my next question is: You already explained the contracts, and <laughs> okay, so for Good Morning New York, for example, if I I think I'm able to share what our contract was, right? There's no like non-disclosure or anything. So for us, we did a 50-50 split, 11-30 slot. So that's basically what we did. And a lot of people ask if there are any other costs involved. I don't think there are, right? Um, No, for the contract that you did, there are no other costs. Um, yeah, we didn't pay a thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you paid us. Yeah. <laughs> that, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, okay. Uh, the other, Actually, there was, I just saw this, my note. Um, the only other fee that I saw was the local 802. I think I paid like yes. eight bucks, eight bucks for me. But yet, yeah, explain uh, yeah. how that works. Um, so we are uh, a union in 802 house. Um, and as such, we have to 
pay dues um, and pensions. So we just take, we help um, the artists pay those by just taking them out of their check and we pay them directly so the artist doesn't have to. Right. And so all that art, we only had a pianist for us. So like all we had to do was just have our pianist. Well, we took show some money from the show, like eight bucks. And then yeah. that covered the pianist. Yeah, not, not the singers scary. though. Yeah, we're not an uh, we're not an equity house, so right. And yeah. that brings me to my next thing, um, equity. It doesn't have to be equity. People think you have to be, but you mm-hmm. don't. No, nope, we are not an equity house. <laughs> yeah. And how many do you think are non-equity? Out of let's say, let's not do the Broadway stuff, but let's say like that late night programming um, performances with new shows. How many are equity? Um, I actually don't know because we have uh, Amy Sapp, who you might have worked with, right. who's our Amy late Sapp night programming director. Yeah. yeah, she's super great. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would say, like, not super. It doesn't have to. It's not a requirement. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Right. That's cool. That's good to know. I like equity, though. But, yeah, you can do it. At, people yeah, can do it can, at a showcase. Yeah, can do it. An equity show or equity showcase, maybe, right? Because it's one night. Maybe. Uh, I have no That's idea. Fine. All right. Well, <laughs> you, you listening can look into that because we're not going to. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, and, ooh, the directing. How much of a difference does a director make just from the shows that you've seen? Yeah, um, so I don't really, I don't think that there's like a hard and fast rule about um, what a director does, but I do think that it, it just helps make things tighter. I mean, I think it also depends on if you're doing like a solo show versus if you're doing like a musical on concert and like, or if you're doing um, like a group show, which is someone sings Britney Spears or something like that. Um, I just really think it depends on the show type. I have a question about that. So I always thought like, ooh, I got a band that I like. So Britney Spears, for example, let's say my friends and I wanted to do a 54 Sings. What is your, what's your series called? It's a Something Sings. Yeah. Yeah, Britney Spears. Does that, is it set up by you or do producers No, do all that? of our shows are um, are independently produced. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, so that would be, we do have some what we call original programming producers, and those are just people who do things more regularly. Um, and then they're uh, yeah, they do things more regularly than, like, other people. Um, but So I could produce a 54 Sings Britney Spears. Yeah. And that's interesting because that might sell some tickets. Yeah. Maybe more than a musical. We I- had one, um, <laughs> Just 54 kidding, Sings Ava, I think Ooh. a few weeks ago, and that was a big hit with mostly um, just Ava-loving people just coming out and celebrating uh, their favorite dancing queens that oh my gosh that's that's making my brain spin now because you basically if you just get your hands on the sheet music and a composer and the singers you can basically um you know produce a show there get a few hundred or more (laughs) by selling it out maybe get a nice slot or maybe not you know it all depends yeah i didn't know that i i I really thought you guys produced that special Mm -hmm. content that is interesting hmm all right Stay tuned for my next project. Uh, okay, let's get into marketing. I love how you guys market because uh, I think that for me, I would send you some ideas and then I don't know if you do the marketing or if someone else does, but you would like twist it into something that just sounds so much cooler than yeah, what I wrote. That's our amazing marketing team, um, Dylan Mack and Adrian most, or and Aviva. Um, they're the ones who really handle every single show. They split them up and give each show like an amazing attention and just help like work with the artists super closely to help sell it as much as possible. Because not only do you guys do like the, the website um, description, whether you also do the graphic design as well. Yeah. And then you send out template press releases. Mm-hmm. And you really, I mean, you've really, 
you make it so all we have to do is show up. And, <laughs> and that's so rare because a lot of theaters don't do that. Yeah. And I got a question because uh, I just haven't seen it. Are you guys ever on like TKTS or any of those uh, discount sites? Um, I think sometimes. Um, I really it depends on a few things. It depends on avail mostly availability. Um, I don't think we're ever on TKTS, but I think TDF sometimes. Okay, because I know that like sometimes there's a minimum. So for my musical, we had what was it like a forty? We had to get forty seats sold to a week before. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. We had to have forty tickets bought or it was right, yeah. canceled. We'll explain that yeah. in, in a second. So like part of me was like maybe if I I'll just buy the remainder and then sell them on. So if someone, so if you have a producer who buys all these the tickets for their show and then puts them at discount prices, is that allowed? I always wondered that. Um, well, I don't think you'd be able to submit them through any channels because mm-hmm. um, that would have to go through us. But, I mean, if you wanted to sell them to your friends and then just give their names at the door, <laughs> I don't think there's anything stopping you from that. Right, because I did that too. Yeah. Um, not for the everything, but I did it for a few friends yeah. just when I was worried. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, if we're going to sell enough. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, because I always thought, I wonder if we'd get in trouble if I bought a bunch and then resold them on TKTS. Or not TKTS, but TDF. But uh, yeah. Good to know. Okay, let's talk about how um, that that minimums work because you got to fill the seats. You're still a show, yeah. <laughs> even though you guys pretty much do everything for everyone, and, and it's <laughs> the best night of my life. Um, people still have to fill the seats and explain those rules. Yeah. Um, so basically, we just we have meetings twice a week um, to look at just numbers, upcoming numbers, seeing what's happening and stuff. Um, so if we see a show that's maybe not doing super well, we just say, hey, um, maybe sell a few more C's, otherwise we might have to cancel. Um, just because, uh, the way that our venue works, it's a little bit difficult if we don't have, um, a certain amount of seats. Um, so yeah, we just, and it's also a way to just like give the show a nudge, um, be like, hey, you might want to just pick up your promotions a bit, try to sell a bit more. Have you guys ever had to cancel? Does that happen a lot? Um, no, it doesn't happen a lot. Okay. I mean, every once in a while, um, something happens, maybe someone sells zero tickets, and then it's like, well, I mean, we're going to both decide. Because also the artist doesn't really want to play to no one, so it's usually a mutually decided upon thing. Zero tickets. You have I that? Mean, so someone went through the Not really, whole, no. Okay. I'm like, somebody went through the whole That's process. a very extreme example. Oh, yeah. that would be such a pain in the butt. It's like, what were they doing? Yeah. Did they just come to New York City with a no. dream and not act on it? Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So let's, uh, we were talking about marketing and minimums, which we already covered. We're getting ahead of my notes right here. <laughs> um, okay. And when it's showtime, let's just explain how that works because I think... Um, if you've never walked in 54 below or Feinstein's 54 below, if you've never walked in, um, you might not know how that process is. So maybe explain how the tech rehearsals work and then showtime. Yeah. So we have, um, a lighting, per- a lighting person and a sound person. KJ, right? Um, yes. KJ yeah, and Amanda, great. um, unless they have subs, but yeah, KJ and Amanda, um, KJ is also like the production manager. Um, so each show gets two hours of sound check the day of their show. Um, and I think the idea is that. Uh, one hour is to set up and one hour is to run, but I don't know if that actually is how it happens for everyone. Um, but basically, they just like make sure all the lighting cues are okay, all the, so- the sound, the band setup is in the correct position, um, just gives the show some time to sound check. Um, so then 
uh, depending on what time your sound check is, you can go and then come back. And our uh, dressing rooms are on the 10th floor, which is annoying when the elevators aren't working like yeah. they are today. Oh, you, walk, you had to walk <laughs> well, downstairs? Well, we have one elevator that's working, which is oh, rough. Um, yeah, and basically, we have a green room. We have dressing rooms um, so people can chill beforehand. Um, that's where the iconic backdrop is. That's true. That's where Stefan Repeat is. Yeah, I it's think on that, the 10th floor. I think that like half half, half the reason people want to do this is that take for a, the picture. Yeah, take an iconic <laughs> photo in front of that sign because everyone's like, where's the sign? Yeah. And you have to be an exclusive member backstage yeah. to be a part of the show. Um, dress code. I, I just, just for the record out there, I don't think, I think most people can assume what people have to wear on stage not we can do you will just do the stuff we're on stage um what should people wear there because i've seen plaid to tuxes i've seen a bunch of stuff yeah i think it really just depends on the vibe of your show um i wouldn't well i mean we like it's it's a classy place if you've ever been to the joy Connors christmas show which is coming up people are in various states of dress there so it really depends <laughs> but it is a classy place overall and i do think people try to look nice like our audience also looks as nice as they can you know yeah because it's not you walk in yeah. and i mean you're, you'll probably never go to a nicer venue in new york city than that it's, <laughs> yeah, it's true pretty nice but she knows yeah she knows look the at the owners photos. worked really hard to make it look really really nice yeah and the photo also um video too taking video and pictures in there it's so great the lighting is literally yeah. perfect uh, all right, so let's go to now that we have a lot of people. What does this say? Oh yeah, so a lot of people have YouTube recordings, and there are you guys have audio deals as well. So the YouTube people can take a video or pay mm. someone and post that for free. Yeah. However, if they want the sound, there are rules. Yeah. Um. So basically, I think I don't really remember what the cost is, but you do have to pay for a like a soundboard audio recording. Um. You you do that through a man's our sound person, and then. Um, if you want to go ahead and make a CD, um, we have a, an agreement with Broadway Records. Right. And that they basically have right of first refusal. Yeah. So uh, how it works is like if somebody wants to make a commercial album, Broadway Records has to say yes or no. And then if they say no, then you can produce it however you want. But you can't. There's rules about like what you can title yeah. it. Um, and then the other thing, because we went through this too, but I, I'm not going to make a commercial album. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy, I should cut that out and do that again. I'm just going to say that one more time. But I'm not going to do a commercial album, and you guys will find out uh, why a little bit later on. So, uh, yeah, no commercial album for my off-off-Broadway run, but for off-Broadway, we're going to do a different album. However, I asked about the off-Broadway, mm. like, returning, because I always thought, ooh, maybe we could do an opening night Part, not opening night, but an album launch party there. Do you guys ever have album launch parties? Um, I think we've had some for solo artists or at least runs that coincided with their album release. Um, like I think Norm Lewis is coming up and I think he has a Christmas album either coming out or maybe it's out already. Um, so that run is kind of in celebration of that. Um, so we definitely have, we have things like that. So if someone were to have an album launch party, this is just for my information. Yeah. So if I were to have an album launch party, would it be the same deal that we had or would it be something along the lines of like a private party or is that even a thing? Um, yeah, we do have private events. Um, obviously, for a private event, you'd have to rent out the room. Um, so that's a very different thing so, altogether. Um, are you able to say the numbers? Department. I don't know the numbers. Oh. That's not, I'm, I'm in the programming department and that's private <laughs> events, so I don't I don't know. It sounds like private numbers, too. I feel like in Broadway, <laughs> like you have to send an email and ask, otherwise it won't be listed. So yeah. every time I get an email about something number, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> if only someone knew that. Yeah, but any, any shows are just like 
the typical contracts. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, for um for that back a uh, little backtrack a little bit to that album through Broadway Records. Mm-hmm. So if they if Broadway Records chooses to, that would be awesome because they do like Once on This Island. I mean, they do everything mm-hmm. pretty much. Not just Once on This Island. That's the, only, <laughs> the only one that I could. Just that one. <laughs> yeah, just that one. <laughs> And it's great. Uh, so once on this island, but they do a bunch of others. If they don't, I think it was like a few thousand to like get that. And then you got to like mix it and stuff. Well, that is the rounding up our podcast. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, I don't. But if you have anything quickly, I could. I think we're done. No, yeah. I think that we hit it on the head. I hope that you share this. Everyone share this episode with all your friends who want to show. Find <laughs> yeah, email me. Below. <laughs> yeah, email her. Email Alexa. Yeah. She she has all the answers for you. I do. Um, so email her. Like and rate this podcast. Share it with your friends. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> just like Feinstein's 54 Below yeah. already is a hit. And just like hopefully... Mine will be a hit. <laughs> See you in 13 months. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks for coming on. Thank you. See ya. See ya.